Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Marvin. Just sitting here painting some bugs up for the river once everything calms down. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, it's kind of been a weather yo-yo in the mid-Atlantic. It was like incredibly hot last week, like in the 90s. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because at least here in, in North Carolina, the front came through and we didn't get the super severe kind of cool off that we were hoping for and got a decent amount of rain. But it sounds like you guys got a ton of rain in the New River Valley. Yeah, we got oh, probably an inch and a half. Um, they're actually calling for probably another inch towards the end of this week. So, you know, we're going to be pulling some special team stuff out late this week and and seeing what we can do if we can stay stay on the river and stay on some fish but uh it's definitely been wet you know rivers really were pretty dang low for the for the season going into last week and like you said you know we had some 90 degree days that were just real hot and, and tough and um we've definitely cooled off but you know the new river is i think it hit twenty thousand cubic feet today um, a lot of our trout streams are up too, uh, but uh, you know, like like I always say, those will those will recover a lot faster. But you know, there's a couple places that we can go when the water's up, but for the most part, um, on the new, it's it's probably going to be you know, few days. Yeah, and so I would imagine too, just like with trout, right? That extra water is going to push those bass onto structure. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's always going to be closer to the bank and, um, you know, darker flies or, you know, chartreuse, things that stick out. Um, But, yeah, definitely fishing closer to the bank um, than, you know, you might otherwise on average. Yeah, got it. And, you know, we always kind of sweat it when we get a lot of rain during the spawn. How do you think things are going to be okay? Um, It's a good question. I mean, we're kind of... For the most part, um, I don't want to say through with the spawn, but um, it's uh, we certainly had some fry that were that were developed. Um, of course, having sustained high dirty water makes it very difficult for them to feed. You know, this is kind of the most vulnerable time for them. Um, so I'm not going to say I'm super hopeful, but uh, you know. I guess I, I guess I'm glad we at least made it this far. Yeah, at least you don't see any trees floating down the river, right? Uh, not yet. There's there's probably a few out there, but I haven't personally laid eyes on them. Yeah, and so I guess too. So we're gonna kind of you know the water's gonna drop back down, and you're gonna you're gonna warm back up. You know, are you starting to see that shift to that more consistent topwater bite? Um, yeah, we definitely have had some some topwater fishing in the last couple of weeks you know a big part of that is just having lower uh clear water um that's that's a big part of it the uh you know with this this high dirty water that we're dealing with right now is definitely gonna put the kibosh on some of that um but we are definitely you know definitely have a lot of post-spawn fish right now it's fish spreading out in the river um occupying some more summer type habitat and uh you know i expect as soon as the water gets back down to be 
um, to be able to do some some pretty consistent topwater fishing for sure. We've had had quite a few bugs out. You know, I've seen damselflies and dragonflies for a few weeks now, um, and then sort of your more hidden terrestrial insects like June bugs and other beetles and um, that kind of thing. No cicadas, you know, it's a little bit early for that, but probably start to see some Dobson flies in the next couple of weeks, which are somewhat short-lived, but um, that Helgramite emergence in the springtime is usually triggered by some of these, uh, you know, big late mid-spring thunderstorms like we're getting right now. So um, I would expect things to pick up on that front for sure. Yeah, because we probably need, what, about two or three weeks of pretty good hot weather to get the cicadas really going. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think of them as more of a, of a, you know, maybe late June, but certainly, you know, early July bug, you know, it, not, not necessarily a spring, a spring thing, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting too, because folks may not know it, but if they're floating down the river, you might want to tell them like how they'll recognize those big, um, nests of Dobson fly eggs, right. Hanging out over the water. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, that's something that people ask about all the time. It kind of, and frankly, the first time I ever saw a Dobson fly egg mass was on the Shenandoah River. And occasionally you'll just see one. Um, and uh, it, it literally just looked like a pile of bird poop. And I was trying to figure out how this bird poop sideways onto a, onto a uh, box elder leaf and, uh, <laughs> and figured it out uh, later when I looked into it. But um, Dobson flies typically lay eggs um, on some kind of, uh, you know, moderately flat, uh, surface that's above the water, um, anywhere where the larva, the Helgramites can hatch out of the eggs and just drop straight into the water. So could be the underside of bridges, um, bridge pilings, you know, the flat faces of rocks that are, you know, right on the side of the river, um, leaves that overhang the river, the underside of sycamore trunks, you know, all those things. If you see, you know, a big mass or just a single, you know, round, white, you know, slightly elevated lump about the size of a quarter, that's a, that's a uh, Dobson fly egg mass, and it's full of, full of Helgemite, so fish food. And uh, a lot of times, the numbers of those eggs tends to correlate a little bit with um, you know, Helgramite habitat. So, you know, you, you'll definitely see some in slower, you know, more pooly type water, but you'll certainly see a lot of them um, in the more wedgy, ripply, you know, kind of stretches on the river. Yeah, got it. And, you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can drop them in the comments on our social media posts. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question... I will send you some articulate fly swag and we will enter you a drawing uh, for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And, you know, before I let you go, Matt, I got your newsletter. I think it was yesterday and you've got, I don't know, gosh, maybe 20 days left between now and the end of September. You want to kind of talk to folks about that and tell them how they can find you and we can, one, we don't want them to get left out. And secondly, you know, I'm sure you'd love to fill up those 20 days. Sure. Yeah. No, I've been super lucky to be as busy as I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'd send out those dates just 
trying to make sure everybody knows that, uh, you know, it might be, might be the middle of May, but it is time to be thinking about August and September because these dates are, are getting booked up. That's kind of, you know, the most reliable topwater season, you know, of the year is that, you know, late June through late September timeframe. So if, uh, and there's, you know, I hesitate to say that it's not, you know, springtime is definitely when you're going to catch your numbers of big fish, but there are lots of big fish calling topwater flies all summer. Um, that's really kind of the pattern that, that puts a lot of those big fish in the boat on flies. So, um, it's a uh, good time for numbers of fish, good time for topwater fishing. And, you know, you get generally get a shot or two at a big fish every, every day on, on the, the waters that we have down here. So, um, it's one of my favorite times to fish, but you listen long enough, you hear me say that about every time of year. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I would say I, I would advocate for those late September dates because I still don't believe you that it's a lot more comfortable where you are than it is yeah. in Central Virginia. Yeah, certainly, certainly late July, early August is probably our peak heat and certainly peak water temperature uh, window. But um, you know, I I I do I do. Uh, I will contest that we definitely don't have the humidity of, of central Virginia. And, you know, we don't see those, you know, insane, like 105, 110 heat indexes. You know, we might see 95, 96, but doesn't get much hotter than that um, in the hottest part of the summer. And certainly by late September, things get pretty dang comfortable. So that's... Uh, that's a, September is, is one of my favorite months as well, just for that. You know, you kind of start to feel the seasons changing and summer fishing is still going on, and you know, but it just does get a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, just a touch. Well, listen, folks, you know, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few and have a happy Memorial Day. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. Thanks, Marvin.